0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I'm bringing on a gentleman that I got to meet through Twitter. Yes, people do use Twitter for positive things. And uh, I love the fact that this guy's got a massive following. He airs from Australia. He's the founder of My Disability Matters. It's an online community for the disability sector. And Dale is our co-host today. He's qualified as a lawyer, but he asks that we do not hold that against him. And I have a few stories, but we can get into that maybe during the show. Uh, He loves everything to do with France, wine, food, champagne, I, I, my fiance would love you right now because she's pretty much yes to all of that. And, uh, and the most unique thing about Dale, which goes so well with his brand, is that he's legally blind and uses a guide dog named Charlie. So we are dog lovers here at Live the Fuel. So without further ado, welcome to the show, sir, Dale Reardon.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to have you on because... You and I like were tweeted briefly, like literally. I think it's I think we literally made this happen in, in less than a week, maybe maybe a week. And I had on um, a couple of times on my show another fellow, um, basically I'll just say a, a guy who's making disability matter, <laughs> the, the blind blogger himself. And and I think you said you actually were familiar with him.
0: Yes, yes, I have come across uh, him and follow uh, his site, so get aware of his work.
1: Yeah, he's got a pretty viral following as well. Maybe not as many likes and followers as you have on Twitter. Um, I got to I got to ask you, my first question was like, man, obviously disabilities do matter, and I've come across them in all walks of life, being in the health and fitness space too, and I love seeing people overcome and conquer and make things happen no matter what their disability is, um, but... I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it, man. You got thirty over thirty thousand followers on Twitter alone, so clearly something you're doing matters.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, disability, as you say, is very prevalent. I mean, uh, roughly twenty percent of the population has some sort of disability. I mean, obviously the ones that you think of most commonly are guide dogs, wheelchairs, deaf people, but. Uh, particularly with mental illness, mental health issues and autism uh, these days, it makes up such a huge amount of the population. And on top of that 20%, you have their family and friends. So, I mean, we, we probably touch half the population in some sort of way.
1: Oh, clearly. I mean, so how long? I because you, actually, I'm going to go ahead and already start doing some screen sharing because I, I really want to make sure people, right from the get go, can track you down for some reason if they don't listen to the whole episode. But again, ladies and gentlemen, you can find them at my disability matters club. And there's also my disability matters dot news. We'll clarify that here in a little bit. But most importantly, I want to go ahead and turn screen sharing on and show off the MDM club. So, interesting how. I talk a lot about this show about mindset and the power of the people you surround yourselves with, right? I mean, um, there's so many famous quotes out there about if, you, if you're not happy with what you have in life, you know, change your surroundings, right? Change the people you're spending most time with. So is that some of the root behind you creating a club or a community besides obviously the fellow camaraderie of people living with disabilities?
0: Yes, and uh, one of the biggest issues in the disability sector and some research came out in the UK last year from the Jo Cox uh, Foundation, the politician that was uh, unfortunately shot in the Brexit campaign, Uh, she found that 50% of the disability population uh, suffers from loneliness um, they have trouble for a variety of reasons, uh, making friends. Oftentimes it is public transport, getting out of the house, uh, being able to afford to go out and socialize. So yeah, providing an o- online forum is a, a great way to give a place for them to meet other people all around the world who are sharing the same sorts of interests and problems.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned something like this. Maybe not so much funny, but just it's just so casual that... You, you went ahead and already threw in there like how something as simple as getting out of the house, getting out to socialize, just being able to connect with your fellow man people don't I mean I only minored in psychology in the university but I've had numerous psychologists on the show to talk about you know healthy lifestyle and mindset, which is something really important to myself and our listeners. And I think people really do underestimate the power and the natural connectivity that we need as human beings. Um, is that something that you personally, had kind of like a backstory on, were you trying to build a community for yourself, not just for others, or how did that all come together like that?
0: Yeah, I've seen the power of it myself. I actually uh, had my full sight until age 17, uh, turned out to be a genetic condition, uh, Leber's optic atrophy. Wow. Uh, And then over a period of about six months, I lost my uh, sight down, so I've got a little bit of residual vision now. Uh, But at that point in time, it was through uh, someone in the government, actually, that I was uh, introduced to another family where the father and the daughter uh, were blind and the wife and the brother weren't. And just spent uh, two or three days with them and got to see normal life and that uh, things could still be okay. And yeah, we're still friends with them now, uh, 30 years later.
1: Wow. That's crazy. So... So you had full, like no no hint at all, of possibly no, going just, blind at
0: 17? Uh, just glasses, um, because it turned out it was um, a family hereditary condition, oh. uh, but my uncle who'd lost his sight had uh, fallen off a horse and been knocked unconscious. Uh, and they thought it was that accident that had caused his sight loss. And then his uncle had had a, a dart accident in a pub, and the dart had gone in his eye, and he'd lost his eye that way. So they didn't realize him until they did the uh, genetic testing later on uh, as to what it was.
1: You know, I, I, it's kind of funny you bring up genetic research. So literally less than a week ago, only three days ago, I, I, three or four days ago, I did a Facebook Live with a scientist by the name of Dr. Anthony J. And I had my 23andMe DNA stuff done. So not just the ancestry, but the health data combination. Uh-huh. And I had no idea. I mean, it makes sense now that you're talking about it, I'm talking about it, but there's so many powerful things that they can do now and like pull out of your genetics. Like there was a specific component that luckily I don't have a, I'm not prone to it, but there's like macular degeneration. Oh, I guess, yep. Right, like that comes out in your genetic research. I had no idea.
0: Oh, no. I thought that was just, well, you, if you got it, you're unlucky. I didn't realize it was in your genes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who who would have known? I mean, also, I mean, another fun thing, apparently I process caffeine 50% faster than most human beings. So <laughs> yay for the coffee.
0: <laughs> you can hype yourself up faster. Yes.
1: Uh, but I mean, so is that something that and just for fun, since we're on the genetic conversation, so since then, you, you have you done any kind of advanced genetic research into some of this just to help teach this to other people that, hey, you might be able to figure out some of this stuff or a disability related?
0: Uh, no, I haven't actually. Um, I think lots of uh, people with disabilities or family conditions are still a bit nervous about doing full genetic testing unless they have a reason because uh, then it's very difficult to get life insurance or income insurance and those sorts of things because Hmm. uh, whilst here in Australia and probably the same in the US, I don't know, they can't force you to have a genetic test but once you've had it, they can force you to hand over the results.
1: Wow. Uh, I do not even think about that. Not that I really care. That's one of the reasons why I did a (laughs) Facebook Live. I was like, you know, I have nothing to hide. I usually like to promote how how much of a health nut I am and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. Let's let's go ahead and get it on. So um, I'm going to switch off screen sharing and come back to our feed here. By the way, real quick side note, only because I've only had uh, one other, uh, you know, eyesight challenge uh, professional like Max Ivy uh, from, again, Blind Vlogger. He has, like, software built into his computer that literally talks to him, I guess, with whatever's on the screen. Do, do you use yes, stuff like that too?
0: Yes, I've got, I think, from talking, I can't quite remember, he's got the same one called JAWS, um, uh, JAWS for Windows. Uh, it yeah reads out the screen, can read back what you're typing, which I have it set to, and those sort of things. And uh, yeah, I mean, if websites are designed uh, properly, uh, then it works very well. Uh, there are some companies, uh, and the US is getting a lot of litigation on it, um, over inaccessible websites. Europe has been a lot worse because flash um, has been a, a favorite tool of some European web designers and uh, flash is just completely inaccessible.
1: Well um, it's interesting because if nothing else not just to help you know professionals like yourself like you 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 have a legal background right and you, you're helping other people yes, and right. it's like wait a minute even in the techie like SEO world right marketing I can tell you just from a search engine optimization standpoint, that flash does not help you. So there, no, there's so right. many reasons normal, not to use it.
0: <laughs> normally if you do what is good for SEO, then it's going to be pretty good for accessibility because if Google can't read it, then we can't either, uh, normally. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like with a podcast, if you put a transcript on the page, uh, then it's better for accessibility and better for your SEO.
1: Okay. That's see, I'm learning. I see. That's why I love podcasting. I learned something new from my co-host all the time. Like, I mean, again, Max kind of introduced me to the whole translation software, which was funny because I, I didn't tell him that I was doing screen sharing when we did his first show. And he's like, Oh, he's like, you change the screen. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, my bad. I, I, I apologize. I didn't realize. So uh, he, yes, he's, he's, Zoom, te- he's teaching me to become a better podcast host.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zoom that you use is actually a wonderful company for accessibility. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure why, but I'm very thankful they've built accessibility into the very structure of their company. Hmm. Uh, their webinar uh, platform is the only one out there that is actually accessible to blind people, both as a host and as a user. So Really? Um, I yeah, didn't know that. All the others go to Webinar, uh, and I can't even think of the others, they're all just, they use sort of Java applets and all these different types of tools and just completely breaks uh, the screen reader, but uh, Zoom works perfectly. So
1: is that, you know, stuff that you're teaching us right here now and helping us understand, this is powerful because like a lot of us don't know what a lot of the lifestyle adaptations are and the beauty is, we do have the tech, and I just learned from you that clearly Zoom has embraced, you know, some of that tech to help it make it easier, which I love. But and actually, before we even started this show, you mentioned something about WordPress, and, and obviously, my my site's built on WordPress. I think one third of the world's websites nowadays are actually built on a WordPress platform. So it's interesting that there's still so many, I don't know, I guess companies out there not, I guess putting this extra effort in? How would you
0: yeah. get <laughs> And uh, the one company that the whole blindness uh, community is grateful to and greatly applauds is Apple. Um, Steve Jobs with the iPhone 3GS uh, way back years ago, was my first uh, smartphone. It was the first off the shelf uh, device that actually had uh, accessibility built in. Really? Uh, the iPhone has a screen reader that is actually part of the phone. Uh, before then, on the Nokia's and all the other phones, you had to buy some screen reader software that was, you know, five hundred, a thousand dollars to add to your phone. Sure. Uh, but but then Apple brought out the uh, very first touchscreen. Um, it can actually read out the screen as your finger moves over it. Uh, And he has a lot of, uh, the iPhone has a lot of features built in for uh, hearing impaired and magnifying screens. It works with uh, Bluetooth with lots of hearing aids, uh, Braille devices. Yeah, the iPhone and now iPad and uh, others is, yeah, one of the great inventions for accessibility.
1: So uh, is there is there, a, have they grouped a lot of those? I'm just going to geek out a little bit now. Have they? Because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a, on my iPhone uh, right now in the menu. It's like they group them under like one big chunk of settings.
0: Yeah, under settings, they've got something called accessibility. Oh, yeah. Um, and then that has all sorts of different accessibility settings. Uh, where you can adjust just... You know font sizes and screen contrasts and brightnesses and oh yes
1: I, I I just jumped in there now of course that's where I've shown people to get larger font sizes if they're st- yeah. if they're hearing if their if their eyesight is starting to go and they can't see small font size so wow
0: and uh, Microsoft um, actually there's a special. Um, award from the blindness community each year for software companies and Microsoft uh, won their most recent one with an app that they've uh, created called Seeing AI uh, for Artificial Intelligence. Uh, They produced it as a free app as a public service but also to show off their technology and uh, it's actually got built in a uh, color detector to tell you what color objects are uh, and then it actually goes way further and has object recognition. So, using its artificial intelligence, you can uh, take a picture of something and it can actually tell you what the photo is and yeah, I- identify all that sort of thing.
1: You know, it's funny you bring that up because I remember Max on the last episode told me about he found a company that has these like high tech glasses with cameras. Yeah. Built
0: Ira, 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah like something pronounce. like that.
1: Or, yeah. uh, it was, uh, but basically, he said you could, it could literally, I don't know how accurate it is, but he was saying <laughs> how it could actually self learn or kind of learn. Like it's, if you run into a friend of yours, for example, in the street, I, I think you can actually program the glasses saying, okay, remember that person, it's so and so. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how accurate the facial recognition is, but um, it sounds pretty cool and it, they, they don't sound cheap.
0: <laughs> no, and they've just actually, um, it is out in America and they're just introducing and testing it here in Australia, a company. I'm not sure what the price is because it's not commercially available here, so I hadn't looked into it yet. Uh, but it somehow works with live um, visual interpreters. So you wear these glasses and it broadcasts a signal back and then they can tell you what's happening and where to go and you know where a doorway is or anything else while you're walking around.
1: That's wild. I mean, that's, just, that's the exciting thing. And I think, I mean, obviously that, that's got to be some of the underlying principles and, and maybe reasons for your brand, right? My Disability Matters is not just, obviously not just helping people understand that, know people need to respect and understand what people are going through and all the different demographics not just blindness but uh also just the fact that hey there is a lot of technology nowadays that could be helping people
0: yeah and i mean it's like even uh amazon's alexa and google um, assistant and that uh, Mm -hmm. just for you know people are in a wheelchair and things to get the voice uh, you know turn the light on turn music on change tv channel all those sorts of things that it it you know, can do that people think it's a bit of a gimmick, but it can also be very useful as well.
1: Now, do you put that, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually over on your other uh, news site right now, and I, I saw you have like a section of your toolbar for like uh, independent living. So do you write yeah. about stuff like that under there?
0: Yes, we have various articles on, yeah, news items that uh, come up with independent living, yeah.
1: I'm scrolling through some of that now. This just, is just amazing because, I mean, how, how long ago did you start this blog content? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, the news site we started in, uh, when was it, April, May 2016? Okay. Uh, it did have, um, during 2017, and probably sort of six or nine months of really quiet period because we were concentrating on the club. Hmm. Um, but now we're back to uh, doing regular articles again.
1: Well, if nothing else, I mean, the news piece, and believe me, I, I, I got your back. I, I'm a podcaster. I like doing video. Sitting down and writing blog content or articles <laughs> Uh, Not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problem admitting it. Like I love media and I love sharing knowledge, but man, having to sit down and do some writing, like I want to find an intern. That's it. I mean, do you guys have interns?
0: (laughs) Uh, We have just got a volunteer helping us with the community moderation. So uh, yeah. And yes, we're looking into training uh, them up as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, know, I got put onto a service called uh, Rev.com.
1: Uh, oh, I love transcript- Rev.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, for a dollar a minute, uh, the transcription is amazing.
1: I, I'm considering that for a, a book that I want to write because I just don't want to sit down and write. So <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm just going to speak. I don't know. What, I, I mean, I already have the microphone. I got all the high-end equipment. Like, just record some stuff and then have Rev write it out for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can, hire, you know, just hire an editor to proofread it and do that part for you, and then it's all done.
1: See that? It's beautiful.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm actually uh, interesting. I just clicked on one of your articles. Um, how fake assistance animals and their users are gaming the system and increasing prejudice. Wow, I that was just released a few days ago. That's I didn't really think about that.
0: Yes, in, uh, it happens a lot on airlines. Uh, in Australia, they only allow assistance on um, dogs on the uh, aeroplanes. But in America, although the airlines are just starting to tighten up, I mean, you've had, uh, you know, um, they call them support animals as well, yeah. emotional support animals. And, you know, I've seen ducks and chooks and, you know, even small goats and things that people try and get <laughs> on the aeroplane. <laughs>
1: All right, now we're stretching it a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah. don't get me wrong. As a kid, I grew up on a farm. I had some goats. Um, I, they weren't exactly my support animals, let me tell you.
0: No. <laughs>
1: they were a little feisty.
0: Yes, they come head headbutt too, I know. Yes, yes. I had them as well, a <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, We don't need that on a plane. Uh, but I, yeah, I, actually, now that I'm reading this, it, it's great. This is good awareness. People don't realize that. I can actually tell you, I remember now hearing a few friends saying, oh, man, how great would it be to get my dog certified as a emotional support animal yeah. <laughs> so I could fly with him? And I just took it casually and didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, you know, that could severely impact individuals that you're trying to help, right? It's like, no, there's some people who really do need that
0: yeah the, and the worst part is probably wouldn't be as big a problem if the animals are all well behaved um, like ours are t- trained and taught to be um, i know when i've been to france uh, in europe for holidays it's very common there for dogs to be taken into cafes and restaurants uh, and they're all so well socialized you never hear them barking at each other or playing up but you know here in australia when i walk past some other dogs they'll often yap and want to chase you and yeah, they're just not as well socialized.
1: Yes, I definitely have seen this. <laughs> I call them the the purse dogs. The yeah. I'm sorry, purse dogs. I'm, I'm I'm a canine lover. My fiance is a, is a veterinary doctor for horses. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, the purse dogs are not emotional support animals. They're very angry little animals, and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those little white ones. Yeah, terrible. I was like, guys, like seriously, the, how's the yelping um, therapeutic? Again, to our listeners, if you have small dogs, I'm just saying it out. It is I'm not saying you can't own them. I'm just saying, for me, I don't see support coming from that. <laughs> I see more of uh, anxiety and extra extra stuff that I got to worry about. Like our, our coonhound, you know, he's he's like a 75 pound animal and he's completely docile unless you get him around trees and squirrels and then he howls at everything. But other than that, <laughs> he's pretty good. Now, how about your dog? How's Charlie?
0: Yes. Yeah. Charlie's uh what is he? 43 kilos. So yeah, up around 85, 90 pound. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is there something to that? Is it, is the, I mean, do you guys find through the professional training and, and the support and especially guide, guidance dogs uh, is it a breed thing? Is it a size thing? I mean, I've always wondered about that.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we've always called it, you know, the the small dog inferiority complex. They try and make themselves out to be bigger and more important. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Labradors, I find, are one of the best personality dogs because they're, they're happy to play and be interactive when you want them, but otherwise they'll just lie down and sleep away. And, yeah, they're... Quite lazy as well, which is good when you're not doing things all day. You need a dog uh, that's not as active.
1: Oh well, no, I, I agree with that. I mm. there's a gentleman that frequents a Starbucks that I I, I nickname one of my offices because I I travel so much. I have a very mobile lifestyle. So, uh, and and he, uh, that guy's there every day. He comes in with his support dog and he doesn't talk to anybody. He just sits there with his dog, enjoys his coffee, um, does some work on his laptop. And yep. that's it. It's pretty low key. That dog doesn't do a thing, just lays there. <laughs> yeah. But that's the point, right? They're supposed to be docile, they're supposed to be very loyal and be there for support if you need them. I think he's a war vet, actually, now that I think about him.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and Charlie's, you know, when he plays, he goes to the beach most days and, you know, loves his uh, free time as well. But, you know, at other times, he's quite happy to be uh, more docile.
1: Now, do you guys find, because I'm back on your blog site, I'm sorry, yep. your club site blog site, I've noticed that you have the news site, which is a big blog, but then you have a separate blog section just on MDM club. And mm-hmm. is content like this get pushed through there as well?
0: Uh, basically on the club site, the blog is for members blog posts, if they want to uh, oh. write personal uh, pieces about their, yeah, about their situation or uh, yeah, how they're Disability or health condition is affecting them more.
1: So, is that something that you find is part of the community? Is that eventually people do get that comfortable where now are, are you guys actually saying, listen, if and when you're ready, please, we're happy to share your message to get the truth out there about what you're dealing with or maybe could help other people? Is that some of the stuff that's coming out of this type of community? Yes,
0: the community itself, as in the day-to-day posts and things, are for members only. Um, But yes, then the blog posts, if they feel comfortable enough, are fully public so that you don't have to be a member to read those.
1: Well, I, I love the one title here, Saving Myself by Accountability. One of my old mentors taught me that many, many years ago. He said, listen, Scott, we are all personally and collectively accountable for our results. So whether you're talking about individuals, or as a team, doesn't matter, we all need to be accountable. And if you are alone, be accountable for yourself. If you are in a group or a community, you know, be accountable for each other and help each other. And I love that. That's awesome.
0: Yes, yeah, people do find uh, those Yeah. things are very helpful. Yeah.
1: So Again, there's just so much content. Wow, I mean, both sites. I can see why it's so much fun for you to try and maintain all of them. I'm, I'm switching back <laughs> over to the to the news one, and I love the fact you have a lifestyle section. You have the independent living section, um, and then then the other section. I happen to just see the menu pop up, and you go, You got categories here from aged care to disability research to human rights to mental health to parenting, and um, I didn't. was. I guess I wasn't expecting this much diversity. i'm really impressed
0: yeah Yeah, and probably the two most uh, popular topics are uh, housing and uh, employment Hmm. Uh, because the employment so many people with disabilities find it hard to get a job just through the perception of employers or discrimination or technology problems. I once had a a job with a government department and uh, due to a technology upgrade their whole computer system was inaccessible so I got a redundancy. Um, So yeah, Um, and housing because people often need modified housing or affordable housing is a big problem because lots of people with disabilities have a low income. Um, So yeah, those, those two issues are very popular.
1: Okay. So do you find, and uh, I'm very intrigued also on a random side note, cause I've been doing all the screen sharing this whole time anyway, just so you know, I don't know if you did know that your camera went off, but I don't oh. it doesn't matter. Cause I've been doing so much screen sharing. I just figured I'd mention it to you, but
0: is it back on or, uh,
1: no, it's all black. So I just figured that Oh, I, it didn't really matter. I'm still screen sharing. Yep. <laughs> I just figured I'd mention it. Um, but so, I have to. I have to. I'm very intrigued because I'm the marketing guy. How do you go from okay, my disability matters? Obviously, clearly, it's a brand that matters to you. You're you're an example, obviously, of someone who's lived lived through this, learned from this type of uh you know lifestyle adjustment. How do you go from like getting this thing going to like thirty thousand followers? There's a lot of businesses wish they had thirty thousand followers. So. I mean, clearly, that's a small testament to how many people are trying to help others or these are people actually that are living with disabilities. So um, where do you think a lot of that spike came from?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, from a marketing, I have actually run some internet marketing uh, businesses in the past and Ah. looking at the more make money online, small business online type sites and lots of um, marketing tactics in there get old very quickly people get jaded uh, they're just exposed to them far too much hmm. but once you get out into um, Joe my wife has had a relocation uh, business helping people moving house to Tasmania oh, wow. and obviously these disability businesses that marketing tactics like auto responders with email newsletters, um, you know, automatic scheduled emails. People think they're real personal ones uh, because they just don't get exposed to the, this sort of marketing tech as much. Uh, and on Twitter, this has really helped. Uh, we use a service called Social Quant, uh, but there's quite a few different ones out there hmm. uh, for automatic following and unfollowing based on keywords and hashtags. Oh. And, Uh, uh, I know in the online marketing sector that doesn't work as well because people don't follow back as much Um, but in the disability sector it has been really effective and you know anywhere between 30 and 50 new followers a day just I mean obviously we post and put out articles and we get people joining from the website and things as well but uh, you know in a non-marketing sector I think you can do a lot more of the tactics that people tell you don't work elsewhere.
1: I'm on your Twitter page right now, sharing it for the video watchers. And the one thing that stood out to me when I first came across you was, I figured you were probably doing some type of auto back follow, you know, follow or whatever, not in a bad way, in a positive way, because how many Twitter feeds out there and I'm sometimes guilty of it. There's certain people that like, I mean, thank you for following me, but I can't always be on there to follow back. It's not a bad thing. Also, depending on what I'm using different Twitter channels for, I don't want a lot of other people's news feeds in that feed, because I'm trying to actually track data. So I don't always uh, follow back. But for example, you, I mean, you've got 30.6 thousand followers and you have, you're following 26.9 thousand followers. So big brands who have that kind of following, they don't normally follow back. It's usually, hey, I want thousands of followers And I have like, and they're only following like five or 10 people.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like, like uh, your president who's only follows five or six.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like, okay, clearly you only care about pushing your message out there and you don't care about anybody else's feedback. Um, Without getting too political, uh, just saying. That's, but yeah, you're right. We,
0: we get an incredible. Uh, I mean, I think it's incredible. A lot of DMs just with people, you know, chatting or responding to some of our posts and things. And uh, yeah, it is amazing the interaction. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good thing. Um, again, maybe we're geeking out a lot on Twitter right now because you, that is your biggest following. But certain brands can ex- cannot really succeed in Twitter. But like a buddy of mine, uh, Vinny Toyterich, he has the famous Fitness Confidential podcast. Uh, he's on the west coast of the US out of California. And he has built a lot of his viral following through Twitter. And he prides himself, he's like, listen, I hand answer. He hand answers all of his tweets whenever he possibly can. And he's a yeah. very big advocate for a direct message. And a lot yeah. of brands are not supporting that.
0: No, we, we find it works really well. And yeah, actually, we get a lot of people signing up um, to the community and the club through Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, some brands find that, you know, Twitter's a lot of everyone shouting at each other but uh, <laughs> and no one listening. Uh, but, yeah, we, we have had very good success with it. Uh, once you actually engage with people and, uh, yeah, respond to tweets and that sort of thing, then it gets back to what it was designed for, I think.
1: Well, I, uh, the beauty is the reason why I was actually going down this path for you, because I'm very intrigued to see if you're already doing this, but the way my brain works, I see this. You have proof. You have success uh, of this. You're, you're giving back. You're helping people. You've built a community, all these positive things. You've already hinted at, besides your legal background, you've, you've been involved with some online marketing companies. Um, and, and Let's go ahead and tie this to the beautiful online entrepreneurial space now. right? There's so many ways to it takes time but to possibly build a business or build something of your own from anywhere literally from the back room in your house a tiny apartment on a laptop and oh, are these things yeah. that you guys talk about
0: yeah the flexibility is so important i know that um, two years ago we went to bali for two months and stayed in our private villa with a pool there and yeah we It was just terrific to be able to go swimming two or three times a day, and then back to the laptop in the uh, kitchen and do your work, and you know, just a really easy, relaxed uh, lifestyle.
1: It does not Uh, sound bad at all.
0: (laughs) No, we're going to uh, Thailand in a few weeks' time to do similar sort of thing um, because the weather's starting to get too cold down here in Tasmania.
1: I I just, I just uh, had a, I was actually already on his show. He hasn't aired it yet, but there's a young guy from Israel and he's currently in Mexico. So I just recorded with him. I'll be airing him in the next week or two, but he calls his brand the rich laptop lifestyle. So he's an older millennial, but still a millennial, but uh, he's former Israeli military. And when he got out, he figured out he just didn't want to do things to the traditional way. And he figured out how to, he literally, one of his businesses, he started by um, helping people ship stuff from eBay like some kind of logistics service or something. I don't know. Oh, yes. And then he turned that, you know, cause eBay has been, you know, uh, dying a slow death uh, compared to Amazon. So he, he started studying Amazon and morphed his business over to there. And that's just one of his businesses. But he's like, listen, this guy, he's like, this is what I do. I travel. I, I go live somewhere for three to four months and run my business off my laptop.
0: Yeah. And it just does give you so much more, uh, freedom and enjoyment uh, that's right to be be flexible and you know if you know we can go to the beach for half an hour during the day and then come back home and do work again Yeah.
1: so i i just switched over to your personal twitter feed and i noticed there's a different at on here so i'm going to click on this one so what because i gotta know what is this you are yeah, also I... a founder of another startup you're busy oh now.
0: no that's That's just... um, Oh, it goes right back over.
1: Never mind. Yeah, that's
0: just linking back to the other one. Okay.
1: So so here's I got to know, because I just I got to (laughs) know. You're co-hosting. So are you still a lawyer or or Uh, because this has gotten so big and you're helping so many people, are you focusing on this 100% of the time now?
0: Yes, yes, definitely focusing on this 100%. Uh, I mean, I'm still a qualified lawyer, but I haven't got my insurance paid up, so I can't Practice at the moment. Yes.
1: Well, that's good. At least you have all the knowledge bank to support and protect yourself. So that that, that counts.
0: Yeah. And uh, it does help to know the basics of business because, uh, you know, even as a smaller business, the government uh, puts so many obligations on you. Yes.
1: So how long did it take you? Because obviously the MDM club, that's your, that's your, I don't know, one one of the income streams, I guess, right? For a business, right? So you have a membership platform. So was that always i mean did the club come first and then the the news section just came in to support it later type of thing
0: uh the news came first and then we we started experimenting with comments on the news site on articles Hmm. uh, which we we get a few of but uh, it seems to be so hard people are very nervous about posting comments on posts on the web Um, and so then we did experiment with a forum to start with and then we morphed into the social community which is yeah very similar to Facebook in its features. Hmm.
1: So do you find that private communities give people a sense of more confidence to open up and get more transparent?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Because one of the things that unfortunately happens, well, with lots of minority groups on uh, social media, they can get uh, bullied, harassed, abused. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Facebook doesn't uh, take it seriously. I mean, even when they had a live suicide last year, they only did something about it when there was a huge outcry.
1: Yeah, how crazy was that? Like, how... Uh, and I get it. Their their legal department probably kicked in and told them not to respond. <laughs> and it's like, again, I'm not trying to rip on your your past profession, but it's like, I get it. You know, they're there to protect, you know, an organization. But also, there's just basic human uh, decency, yes. Right, decency <laughs> and connectivity, man. It's like, I know you're a successful multi-billion-dollar organization, but it's like these are still human beings.
0: Yeah. Um you ever so had you, this tug you, of war you, yourself? Um, not yet. I mean, maybe when we're making billions, ha ha, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then we might have that problem.
1: Well, let's, let, let's be, let's be honest here. I mean, unfortunately there is a, a growth of disability, especially in the mental side. Yeah. I'm such, I, I bring on for the health demographic on this show, because we talk about health, business, and lifestyle, and clearly ah. you, you have a lifestyle component on here. I've seen some blog articles you have around health as well. And people do undervalue and underestimate the strict importance of really cleaning up your diet and increasing something as simple as healthy fats are actually essential. They're not actually bad for you uh, because your brain is 80% fast tissue. So it's like, okay, well, if you're, if you have stripped all the healthy fats out of your lifestyle, it's just one of these contributing things that I've had enough scientists and researchers tell me like, uh, guess why do you, this could be just one example of why we have a lot of mental health concerns increasing. I don't know if you've yeah. ever talked about this or not.
0: The other um, thing that's meant to, I've seen my studies meant to be very beneficial for mental health is uh, fish oil uh, supplements. Yeah. Go, healthy fats. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it's again, fish oils, avocado, olive oil, avocado oil, these are all sources of healthy fats. The most important thing about the fish oil you brought up is obviously we need to balance our omega threes and omega sixes. I mean, I could really yeah. geek out on this stuff. So, <laughs> um, but again, and it, this is not even just stuff from me. This is obviously from me. Like I started geeking out about health and fitness probably hardcore the transition from 08 to 2010. So now it's, I'm going on you know pretty much 10 years, 10 years of actually really giving a crap. So. Uh, I mean, even pr- prior to that, I was still a cyclist, and I used to teach spinning classes. But I didn't really hardcore dig into nutrition, for example, as a key component of lifestyle uh, until I, I used to serve as a wildland firefighter. So, uh, actually, you you had them down there in Australia too, because we almost got shipped down there one time. But that yes, that, that woke yes, me up.
0: Yeah. Lots of bushfires in summer. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So I, I used to do that. We have I don't know if you guys what well, you guys call them down there, but. <clears throat> we have the elite crews up here that go into the deep in the mountains called Hot Shots. So I got to do that for a couple oh. of years. Yeah, life changing experience.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure what they call them here, but uh, I have heard of them. Yeah.
1: But again, health, fitness, your diet, your your daily lifestyle, those in in that role, it was crucial because you're doing 16 hour days on a fire line. You have to take your life seriously. Um yeah. And and the funny thing is. That was a no brainer for me, but then a lot of us on our everyday lives, just take it for granted. We just we don't think it's as important as a, obviously oh, oh you're a firefighter, oh, you're police, oh, you're military, yeah, that's definitely important. Well, why is it not important for all of us?
0: In the one um, article we actually published last year um, from an academic. Um, was talking about how the rates of autism and ADHD are way lower in France uh, and Italy mm-hmm. uh, compared to Western like Australia and America. And they didn't precisely know why, whether it was the family uh, upbringing, how you know lots of um, parents still stay at home in those countries to raise the children, uh, or the prevalence or lack of prevalence in those countries of fast food. Uh, and that people eat a lot healthier, maybe uh, you know, retarding that like, compared to our countries. Uh, oh, but it's, certainly, it's definitely certainly, you're
1: you're uh, you're hitting the nail on the head, sir. I mean, it's we have, especially here in the U.S. Let's be real. I'm a proud American. You know, you know, USA, go USA, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, we set we have set a very bad example. And unfortunately, once uh, there was actually a great study I read about, um, you're familiar with Japan and one of the oldest cultures, actually one of the largest sources of centenarians, you know, hundred year old plus people was, was Okinawa. Ah. And there was a study where, uh, thanks to the influence of fast food, one of the, you know, the newer generations, right. The, 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 the current generation, uh, The, the centenarians, so to speak, were literally, or the, you know, the, the prior generations were outliving the current generation now because of the influence of fast food, processed foods and everything else. So our unfortunate, oh, the great, these younger kids love the, you know, love the fast food over the past 10, 15 years, but historically in their culture, they never had that. So once the largest, you know, concentration of centenarians and they're already losing that record in just one generation of time, one generation, after all their prior generations. So don't we think there's a problem?
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, and I mean, I I know I face the same choice myself, that I wish healthier takeaway food was cheaper because the junk food is is cheap and you you feel that the other stuff is just too expensive and you, yes, don't uh, eat as well.
1: Well, why do you think it's so cheap? Because especially things like McDonald's and Burger King and all those places, yeah. that is not whole food. If you actually yeah. broke up that burger in a science experiment, there's very little actual real food in there. It's so—it's <laughs> yeah. There's so many uh, flavor chemicals. Because here's the thing. Numbers, no, yes. Actually, shout out, I said earlier to my buddy Vinny Tortorich, right? He, he's, he, he trademarked the term. NSNG, no sugar, no grains. I'm a big supporter of this. I'm very, I'm very ketogenic. I live in ketosis a lot. I'm very big supporter of this. And I'm 40 years old, and I, and I, I, I still, I, I crossfit. I do. I'm doing my first triathlon this year. I'm a huge health and fitness nut. But my point here is, he, he literally said he couldn't. He never has could stand fast food. So uh, prior to like a big endurance race years ago, he talked about how his girlfriend they he this had to have food she's so like listen go to that fast food joint get me a couple burgers but tell them to hold everything i just want the meat <laughs> yeah. and the problem was he's like the meat did not taste like meat like he yeah. didn't he, he couldn't describe it and a buddy of his who's a scientist he's like you he's like you realize that what they do is it's a formula it's a flavor formula if you take components out and remove things you're losing. You're losing their their specially designed master formula to get you hooked. Right? Like, okay, the burger has one flavor. The sauce is full of sugar, so that yeah. that's got its flavors. You got the bread.
0: Um, even the bread has lots of sugar. Oh, yes. it's awful.
1: And even if you had you know good whole grain bread, which is BS here in the U.S., um, your body's still gonna convert the grains to sugar. Yeah. So great, you have a sugary sauce. With a bun that's going to get converted to sugar, and then whatever's in that mystery meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to your point, it's cheap, it's approachable, and people go for speed. And unfortunately, yeah. that it, that has become the I don't even want to call it the lazy approach. I think it's almost become almost a status quo for so many people. It's like oh, it's fast, it's easy, it's right there.
0: That's what I had liked so much in barley that you could get all their um well n- native their traditional foods really fast and cheap See, so you, you know you could have your satays and nasi gorings and all these things that you know don't even terrific. know what
1: that is but it sounds amazing
0: <laughs> yeah rice with different uh vegetables and uh things in it here
1: see there you go you just made a very good point right good whole food can be fast and easily accessible yeah. right it's just you. You have to at least try it. Like, for example, earlier today, uh, when I interviewed the gentleman, uh, doc, actually, you might have heard of him. He's a famous professor, Timothy Noakes. He was. Um, he, he's been he's been clear for about a year, but the government tried uh, taking his doctoral license away and putting him in jail because, as an MD, and this happens in this country too, they don't want you talking about nutrition. Or Because that that's for a dietician or a nutritionist oh, yeah, to discuss. They've just
0: actually started prosecuting a doctor last year telling people not to have uh, sugar. Talk about Dr. Fetke. <laughs> I'm not sure which one, but he's yeah, from saying your country. he's not, yeah, not qualified to talk about uh, those issues and just ridiculous. Who else is? Well, yeah.
1: I I, th- I literally think because, I mean, actually he brought him up on today's call. So Dr. Fetke is from Tasmania. Yeah, and uh unfortunately they did silence him and to the point where their blog uh was actually has been rebranded into his wife's name uh. so because she's like she she's like due to him being silenced she's taken over the blog and I'm like really you could do that like I didn't know I mean you're the legal guy um I didn't know you could silence somebody so bad that he can't even write his own blog anymore
0: yeah i I, well i guess the threat is if you want to keep doing that then we're going to stop you being a doctor
1: (laughs) well yeah yeah it's it's and that's sad because i was like wait a minute guys i I can't tell you how many mds i've interviewed and talked to right so okay let me get this straight you don't want to trust a doctor who actually is trying to care about nutrition but you want to trust the doctors who don't care about nutrition and just push drugs yeah i I, i'm trying to find where that makes any sense
0: (laughs) that that's right i mean you know some of these things like you know less or no sugar it's just such common sense and highly supported by research yeah
1: well and this guy again it's gary fecky and his his twitter if you want to follow him is at fructose no so obviously no sugar fructose no yeah and he's not as big as you he's got sixteen thousand followers but that's pretty strong Um, But he's a silenced orthopedic surgeon for advocating for real food. He was advocating for healthy, you know, eating advocate, but um, he authored a book about it, everything, because the issue was he's an orthopedic surgeon. So he was he got tired of cutting people's limbs off due to diabetes.
0: Well, and other orthopedic would have knee and hip replacements because of being fat, yeah.
1: Right. So it's like, wait a minute. You got a doctor who literally does not want to cut you open. He doesn't want to cut your limbs off. He wants you to save your limbs, and then he gets silenced because he's actually helping people cure diabetes, but that's that, that that's against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> even, though you, even though you saved that person's foot, that's great, but you're not legally allowed to talk about that, so we're gonna silence you. It just blows yeah. my
0: mind. Yes, it is crazy.
1: But and, and and how's that gonna help people that you're trying to help, right? I mean, how, how well, many people and, are in your community di- looking for help?
0: And diabetes is, you know, I'm um, used to be, it may might, might still be the leading cause of blindness in, uh, you know, mature people. Uh, because when diabetes is uncontrolled or you know varies a lot, it you know uh, causes people to lose their eyesight.
1: See, I take this very seriously. My father is a type two diabetic, and mm-hmm. he wasn't always a type two diabetic. You know that came probably between eight and ten years ago due to his lifestyle shift. And again, a hint earlier how I grew up on a farm. So I'm Mr. You know, eggs and bacon every single day guy these days. Right. And I was like, dad, just go back to the way you fed us when we were kids and you'll be fine.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) some exercise like you used to do back then.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, but here's the thing though. Uh, I will say if your diet is a mess, exercise is actually a terrible way to lose weight because it's just a never ending cycle and you can't, out exercise a bad diet the famous uh vinnie again from venice confidential he, he he speaks on stage with us all the time you can't out exercise a bad diet it's like you're on a hamster wheel <laughs> expecting something to change so yeah and back to your point I- diabetes needs to be taken seriously
0: I remember watching, um, I forget what it was called, but by a famous documentary guy in the U.S. who ate McDonald's uh, three meals a day for 30 days. Oh,
1: that guy. Um, yeah,
0: yeah oh, I can't that was, remember. That was a but, viral show. Yeah, but his health, I mean, they did his blood test at the end, and he was just so sick. Yeah.
1: Well, so there's a test I'm going to be doing later now that i got the 23 23 million done. And you can do, I don't know if you know this, you can actually get genetic research done on your cells to determine how old you are at the cellular level. So if you are a health nut and you're doing everything right, let's say you're 50, your cells might actually be 40. But then here's the flip on that. I guarantee you if that guy would have done a before and after test after (laughs) doing that... I guarantee you, at the cellular level, that he, pre, he, he, he advanced his aging because that could not have ended up well.
0: No, he said it took him quite a few months to uh, get healthy again, to uh, get, you know, all the toxins out of his body. Oh, yeah. He, I he mean, three, three meals a day of, uh, yeah, I'll
1: be I'll be doing nutritional cleansing over the next two days. So I'll be fasting for the next two days. I do this like I do at least four times a year. I do this because I have a CrossFit competition coming up this weekend. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I got to travel for the next two days anyway. And I've been doing this since 2010. So I'm, I'm very adapted. I'm, it's very easy yeah. for me to bang out a full-blown fast uh, whenever I need to. So I do this because it's a detox cycle for me, man. I want to push out. Because here's the thing. People are like, well, how do you have toxins? You're a health nut. I said, listen, your liver, your kidneys, they do as best as they can. I I can't change the fact that I'm breathing in toxic air from time to time. My water's not always perfect. and. I mean, I'm trying to source my food as best as possible. So either way, we all are still taking in toxins. Yes, It's just, and most people aren't healthy enough for the natural, your body's natural detoxification process is beat down. So that's why I'm a huge supporter on teaching people about proper fasting, uh, nutritional cleansing, things of that nature, because it's just become part of my maintenance. I just like, oh, once a quarter, let's go ahead and go all in. (laughs)
0: Yes, I, I couldn't starve myself for a couple of days.
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it's actually you know it goes way back to Paleolithic times. I mean, yes. it, it, What what beauty is it? it Trick it, it triggers your body during that brief period to focus on attacking its its stores in the fat cells, releasing the toxins that are stored in your fat cells because your fat cells are designed to protect you. So, yeah. Whatever your your system can't filter out of the blood, it gets stored in your fat because your fat's like, hey, it's okay. I'm here to protect you. A lot of people think uh, obesity and, and a lot of, um, weight gain, they think it's calories. I'm like, no, my dad doesn't overeat. That's inflammation. That's inflammation from your body's response, trying to fight a disease and your body can actually store those toxins. If it can't get them all out. And there's something called visceral fat and visceral fat is what collects around your organs. That's what gives you uh, uh literally I call my, I love my dad, but like dad, you eat the trucker belly, that's not actually a cool thing. Like the whole big belly, <laughs> rubbing against the steering wheel. Like dad, like that, yes. that is, that is your body needed room to stick those, that fat and the fat collects yeah. around your organs. It pushes your organs out of their natural position and gives you that bulbous look. And that can go away. Like I, I've actually yeah. helped him drop a few years ago when he actually listened to me. Uh, <laughs> he he dropped, he dropped 30 pounds over 60 yeah. days. And we got him down to where he's on just one diabetic medication. So my yep. my master plan is little by off. little. It's like just yeah. I want to get him off the drugs. But it it's hard helping the people closest to you. I'm sure you've come across this in your brand yes. and what you do. Like You've got to be careful in how you try and help people. Indeed. So do you find this is something that... Is coming up more and more in your community. So people are hearing this, listening to this, or they or they know somebody living with a disability. Um, is this some of the topics that are coming up in your private forum in that private community?
0: Yeah, um, certainly mental health things, when, you know, whatever the cause might be, uh, it is just staggering how many people have multiple disabilities, because they might get their primary one. And then quite often they develop depression or anxiety because of the effect on themselves and or how society treats them. And uh, yes, they need to work on that as well.
1: Well, I I take that seriously as well. It's not just about, hey, I'm transparent. I mean, whether my family likes it or not, I think people need to understand that even though, you know, I'm Mr. Health Nut and I don't need to go to a doctor and I blah, blah, blah. I don't come from perfect genetics either. Yeah. You know, my, my own sister ha- has had, you know, bouts of uh, battling depression, uh, over the years. And so I got, I got di- type two diabetes on the father's side. I got my own sister with, with, uh, you know, depression. Uh, I yeah. lost, I lost a, a grandmother that I ever knew my mother's mother. She had a period of depression. Maybe that maybe there's something there genetically. I don't know, yeah. but people need to understand that there it's okay. You're not alone.
0: Yes, that's right. It's okay to talk to others, reach out, ask for help.
1: And then heck, go online, go join the MDM club, man. You got a nice private community here. People can, I don't want to say the term hide out, but it's like, okay, get yourself into a comfortable place where you're surrounded by like-minded people that are all working together to improve
0: yeah I mean I have had um, a couple of people that we tried to get some funding from different uh, bodies have raised the topic of it you know being a segregated uh, community um, and they looked at it in a bad way but I I don't view it as any different to uh, you know I'm as I said a wine or a French uh, aficionado I hang out in communities with similar interests uh, and you know people hang out in fishing or shooting or you know, sporting communities. Uh, it's just, you know, we all have a common issue and uh, you know talking about some of the problems we face. Uh, I don't think that's bad at all.
1: Well, I, I fully support it. I think it's wonderful yeah. because there's a famous quote by Jim Rome. And uh, again, he's guy, he's I mean, that guy left behind so many, amiss, so much wisdom, great thoughts, great quotes over the years. And one of his is basically maybe not verbatim, but you are the product of the five people you spend the most time oh. with. Yes. Right? So it's like, okay, you're not happy with what you're at. And maybe you can't get out of the house. Maybe you can't physically go meet better people to surround yourself with the right mindset. Then get into these communities that do have the right mindset. Get your, yep. Build your own little inner, inner circle of influence to help you grow and develop a better life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's how uh, we can help by, yes, providing that peer support rather than you know, peer attack that you might get elsewhere, yes.
1: Exactly. I mean, and uh, lovely, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at different hashtags on your site, obviously, just from popular topics, but yeah. you guys are talking about anxiety, autism, depression, all forms of disability. You have, you guys are definitely trying to inspire people in here. You definitely are doing a lot with mental illness, mental health, Um I love the, oh, I love this hashtag no judgment zone. Thank you. That's, yes, that's, yeah, that's perfect. You know, oh, I like this project. I am not ashamed.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a new member in the last couple of weeks. Has uh, yes started uh, that up. I was trying I, to. I love that. I yeah, push people be more open and talk. Yes, without being feeling they're being judged. Here, yeah. that's wonderful.
1: Well, listen. This has been a, a long and powerful show. We we we've hit, we're hitting that one hour mark. I will, Oh, this has nice. been. I know, right? Time flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we've we've hit on mydisabilitymatters.club. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we're listening in here. All this stuff will be linked on the blog show. It's like I always do. So don't worry. You won't have to worry about if you don't want to write it down. Fine. Go to lilyfield.com. You'll see all this. But anyway, mydisabilitymatters.news. Okay, even more robust blog knowledge besides. I love the fact that on the club site, you, are, have, you have members sharing their stories. That's so transparent and so amazing. That shows how powerful your community is if they're willing to get their message out there like that. That's wonderful. And then obviously, Twitter. Okay? Because <laughs> the guy's got a ridiculous following on here. Over 30,000 followers. Follow him at AUD as in disability, AU, disability, as in Australia. It's really easy. It's not rocket science, or just search for My Disability Matters as well. Uh, But, you know, Dale, I give my co-host the final words of the show. And Uh. this is, you're doing such such great work here. Your brand already pretty much speaks for itself. But is there an all-encompassing message that's like, summing up everything you're doing right now or maybe where you guys are going with this brand and this community that you say you know what everybody forgets everything else you said on the show this is something that you want to make sure that they don't they don't forget and they understand about you and your organization
0: um yeah i suppose the phrase that i put on my form when i was um talking with you about just never give up Um, That often, you know, it does feel bad and that society's treating you a bit worse or you're in a bad position. But, you know, just push forward, keep trying and uh, yeah, things will get better and come and meet people of a like mind and uh, get some support.
1: I love that. I think the key word there was support. Uh, Well, listen, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been screen sharing the heck uh, this guy's brand, his site, Go visit it, go like it, go follow it. Each and every one of us, deep, deep down, I'm sure if you dug deep enough in your circles of influence, we all know somebody with some level or some impact in the world of disability. So please, you know, not just their disability, but maybe your own future disability down the road, God forbid that ever happens, but disability does matter. And his brand, My Disability Matters, is helping make a difference. I love it. That's why I brought him on the show for you all today. Uh, Dale, it's been a blast. Again, Hank, tell you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in to another Live the Fuel podcast show. Again, we talk about health, business, and lifestyle. I think we hit on all that today. So thanks for tuning in. Again, check out his page on livethefuel.com once we've aired it. And again, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to LiveTheFuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them, you got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And, real quick note Villa Capelli and ePilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So, go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So, enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is, obviously as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed consumed etc heck even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast so feel free to go to fuel library I've divided it into health business and lifestyle directed sections and I've been building that out I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there so again go check that out as well and then uh, two last things for you one Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find, live the fuel, and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing a disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business. And obviously, health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, et cetera. Remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content take it as such but please see your professionals thanks for listening gang talk to you guys again soon
0: thank you for subscribing to live the fuel stay connected on facebook twitter and instagram at live the fuel and remember you too can live the fuel so please visit us at livethefuel.com.